Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, October 8th. The future of presidential debates very much in question. We'll discuss that. Plus, Harris versus Pence. Who won the debate and did it matter? And finally, that insane alleged plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer of Michigan. The future of the presidential debates this cycle hangs in the balance at the moment, and it has been quite the bouncing ball to follow all day long. But here is where things stand at about 2.15 in the afternoon on Thursday as I'm recording this podcast. The Commission on Presidential Debates put out a statement this morning saying that next Thursday's debate, scheduled to be the town hall debate in Miami, Florida, between Trump and Biden, would be moving to a virtual debate. They said that the candidates would be in remote locations, that the moderator, Steve Scully, and the town hall participants, the Florida voters who would be posing questions to the candidates, would be on site at the debate hall in Miami. But the candidates would be in remote locations. And this is all for COVID safety reasons, given the fact that the president of the United States is currently battling coronavirus. Now, That statement was made by the Commission on Presidential Debates, apparently unilaterally. It was not part of any kind of negotiation with the two campaigns, which is almost entirely how the Commission on Presidential Debates operates. It negotiates behind the scenes with both campaigns, and then it puts forth what the topics of a debate are going to be or who the moderators are or what the rules of the debate are going to be that have been all agreed to by both campaigns. That wasn't the case here. It was clear instantly from the Biden and Trump worlds that they were not consulted. Well, it really became clear just a few minutes later, when President Trump showed up on Fox Business to say that virtual debates, not something he's going to do. I heard that the commission a little while ago changed the debate style, and uh, that's not acceptable to us. I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating's all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. They called up... uh, Two minutes ago, and uh, it was announced, and uh, they're they're trying to protect Biden. So Trump bails on next Thursday's debate, and that means the Biden campaign has the president exactly where it wants him. This could not have been better news for the Biden world. They're not all that interested in having future debates. The last debate was a debacle on the stage, though it worked politically for them because of the president's disastrous performance. Biden clearly got a bump out of that debate, but... As my colleague Dana Bash described it, it was a shit show. So that was not something that the Biden folks were eager to repeat. That's first of all. Second of all, when you are leading in a race, you never want more debates. When you're the leader, debates tend to present more risk than reward. And so if Joe Biden, who is up double digits nationally and in some key battleground states over Donald Trump, has the ability to get out of the debates without looking like he's trying to get out of the debates, that's a pretty win-win situation for him. And that's exactly what Donald Trump gave him. But I'm going to add one more benefit to Biden in this moment. The collapse of that debate when Donald Trump walked away from it had nothing to do with, oh, he was belligerent at the last debate or the commission is not putting enough safeguards and new rules in place to make it a more fair debate. There was none of that. It's all about Donald Trump has coronavirus. 
And we are still in the middle of a pandemic. The very issue that the Biden campaign wants front and center every day in every aspect of this campaign to point to the president's mismanagement of the pandemic. And so they have Trump walking away, not Biden. Biden says he's willing and able, will do it remotely if that's what the science dictates. They have the commission making this change because the president has coronavirus and that gets out front and center. And they now don't have a debate on the schedule. Well, it went on from there, folks. The Trump campaign then scrambled to find a way to get back into the mix on debates because guess what? You're the underdog. You want debates. It's, it's a really important chance to get in front of tens of millions of people to try and change the trajectory of the race if you can. He proved unable to do that last week at the first presidential debate, but that doesn't mean his campaign doesn't want another shot at that in that kind of full attention moment. They're rare and they can be important. So you saw the Trump campaign scrambling. They said, "Okay, we'll do the town hall debate, but we're going to do it on the 22nd, the date that the third presidential debate was scheduled for. And then we'd like to do a third and final debate a week later on October 29th, just days before Election Day. Well, the Biden campaign just called BS on that and said Donald Trump and his chaotic ways do not get to dictate the debate schedule. These debates were selected. They said if he doesn't want to debate on the 15th, that's fine. They'll hold some virtual town hall event. Trump said he may hold a rally and that they would be happy to have the October 22nd debate be the town hall format and they would be there and debate him then. But they're basically saying then there will only be two debates. So this is still up in the air, folks. There's a lot of back and forth. But at the moment, October 15th debate is not happening. Donald Trump walked away from the new rules from the CPD for it to be remote. That means October 22nd seems to have the agreement from both campaigns to be the town hall debate. And now the disagreement is, will there be a third debate? I would say do not bet on it. Here's what else you need to know today about that debate last night between Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. According to CNN's flash poll of debate watchers immediately after the debate, Harris was the clear winner. She beat him by about 20 percentage points in that poll, saying that she's the winner. And specifically, what I thought was so interesting in the flash poll, the gender gap that we see in almost every single poll in this race played out among these debate watchers also. Overwhelmingly, women said Kamala Harris beat Mike Pence in that debate. Among men, it was actually evenly divided. About roughly half the men said that it was Kamala Harris's debate. The other half roughly said it was Mike Pence's debate. So again, the power of women in this election as a supercharge, a turbocharge to the Biden-Harris advantage over Trump right now is critical. And that also played out on the debate stage last night when Kamala Harris would look through that plexiglass and take on Mike Pence when he was interrupting her and said, I'm speaking, I'm speaking. There's probably not a woman in the audience, the viewing audience, that didn't understand that moment or what that felt like to have a man try to step in and interrupt as she was speaking. It played to Kamala Harris's advantage. At the end of the day, I don't think anything occurred last night that really moves the needle in the race, and it has already drifted off into the ether. And finally today, just an insane story out of Michigan. The feds are charging six men with this alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Democratic governor of Michigan. This all stems actually from her orders 
to shut down different pieces of the economy and Michigan businesses during the wildfire-like spreading of coronavirus back in the late spring. You may remember Donald Trump tweeting, liberate Michigan, because there were these protesters and uh, supporters of his who were just up in arms over the way in which she was trying to contain the virus, contain the spread, mitigate it, and do put in place some of these shutdown procedures. Well, these folks who were charged with this alleged plot took it to a whole new level. They had tactical plans. They were testing out improvised explosive devices, and they were casing her summer vacation home, apparently. The Fed stepped in, but it is exactly exactly a story that exemplifies this moment in our politics and, quite frankly, Donald Trump's responsibility for this moment in our politics with his rhetoric that amps up and gives license to people with insane ideas to try and move forward with them. That is what is happening here, folks. This is why Joe Biden's message of being in a battle for the soul of the nation is resonating the way it is. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.